Hey everyone, welcome. It's time for another First Press Podcast for Kids. I'm Miss Beth. On this podcast, we always have a Bible story, some questions, a family activity, and a prayer. Now last week, I told you that the season of Easter is seven weeks long, and we're just starting the third week right now. But even though we're still in the middle of Easter time, our story today is going to skip to the end, to a day called Pentecost. And I'll tell you more about what that means later. But for now, let's hear the story. This week's story is from the book of Acts, chapter 2. Our story begins on a hill outside the city of Jerusalem, with all of Jesus' disciples gathered together. Peter was there, and James and John, and Peter's brother Andrew, Matthew, Thomas, and all the others. They were all there on the hill, but Jesus wasn't with them. Jesus had just ascended, gone up into heaven to return to God his Father. And one of the last things Jesus said to his disciples before he returned to God was, I'm sending you a gift. Wait for it in Jerusalem. So after Jesus had disappeared into the clouds, the disciples walked down the hill and returned to Jerusalem where they waited for the gift. They didn't know what it would look like or when it would come. They didn't know how it would come from heaven, but Jesus promised it would come, so they waited. Now, every year, seven weeks after the Jewish people observed Passover, they held another celebration, the Feast of Weeks. It was also called Pentecost. Pentecost was celebrated in Jerusalem, so as the disciples returned to the city, Jerusalem's streets were beginning to fill up with Jews from many different nations of the world who had journeyed to Jerusalem for the celebration. When the day of Pentecost came, the disciples were all together in one room, along with many other followers of Jesus, and they heard a sound. It was faint at first, like a breeze blowing through leaves on a tree. But the sound grew until it was like a rushing windstorm, and gusts of wind filled up the whole house where the disciples were. Now maybe they all jumped up to close the shutters and try to keep the wind out, except the wind wasn't coming from outside. Next, flames appeared over each of their heads. It was as if they each had their own glowing fire above them, a fire that didn't burn them. And with the wind and the fire came the gift, God's Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit filled up the disciples so that now God lived in them and gave them power. The Spirit filled up the disciples and the other believers with God, and they began to preach about Jesus. They must have left the house and gone out into the streets proclaiming Jesus' name because they began to draw a crowd. All those Jews from other nations heard the commotion and came to see what was going on. But as they listened, something incredible happened. All those Jewish people from other nations, they spoke all different languages. But when they stopped to listen to the disciples speak about Jesus, they could all understand the words, no matter what language they spoke. They were baffled. They began asking each other, Aren't all these people who are speaking from the region of Galilee? So how is it that all of us can understand them? I can understand what they're saying. And those people over there from Rome can understand what they're saying. 
And that group of people over there, they're from Egypt and they can understand. These people are speaking about the wonders of God and each of us hears them in our own language. And they were amazed. Then Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, climbed up on something tall at the side of the road so that the whole crowd could see him and hear him. He spoke loudly, saying, Many years ago, the prophet Joel spoke God's word to us, and he said this would happen. He told us that God would pour out his spirit on his people, and they would speak God's word to the world. That's what's happening now. God's spirit is allowing this to happen. Peter continued speaking to everyone who would listen. Jesus, who did many miracles, which you yourselves saw, was crucified. But God has raised him from the dead. And we who are speaking to you are witnesses. We have seen him alive. And I tell you now, God has made Jesus our Savior and our Lord. So turn away from your sin and be, be baptized in the name of Jesus. Your sins will be forgiven and you also will be filled up with the Holy Spirit. And on that day, 3,000 people believed in Jesus and were baptized. This story from God's Word, just like all stories from God's Word, speaks to us because we are God's people. Do you ever have questions when you listen to stories from the Bible, from God's Word? Do you ever wonder what some of the words mean or why God did things the way He did? That's okay. That's good. It's a good thing to wonder about God's stories, to ask questions and to talk about how God speaks to us with his stories. So, as usual, I have some questions for you and your family to talk about together. And remember, if you have questions that are different than the ones I ask, you can ask those questions too and talk about them together. So here we go. Question one. Do you remember another Bible story where there was a fire but nothing burned up? Here's a hint. It's in the Bible book of Exodus. Why do you think God appears with fire in these stories? Question two. What if you were in your house and wind started to blow inside? What would you think? And what if fire appeared too? Would you be afraid? Do you think the disciples were frightened when the wind started and the fire first appeared? Is God sometimes frightening? Question three. After listening to this story, what are some words you could use to describe the Holy Spirit? Are you filled up with the Holy Spirit? How do you know? Now, this story happened on a day with three different names, each in a different language. The word Pentecost is the Greek language that many people spoke when Jesus lived on earth. Shavuot is the Hebrew language of God's people, the Jews. And Feast of Weeks is English. But why so many names? And what do they all mean? Well, 
Many hundreds of years before this story happened, God gave his people, the Jewish people, the Ten Commandments and the rest of the law. And one of the laws told the people to set aside one day a year to celebrate the springtime harvest. God told the people to have the celebration seven weeks after Passover, on the 50th day after the Passover celebration. So the English name, Feast of Weeks, comes from counting seven weeks. And the Hebrew word Shavuot also means weeks. So the Jewish name comes from counting weeks. And the Greek name Pentecost means 50, five zero. So it comes from counting 50 days. Now the Jewish people still celebrate Shavuot. They give thanks to God for providing for them, and they give thanks to God for giving them the Ten Commandments and the rest of the law. Christians celebrate Pentecost because it is the day that God sent His Holy Spirit to give us power to share the good news about Jesus. We celebrate Pentecost 50 days after Easter. And guess what? That's seven weeks. Do you remember what I told you last week and at the beginning of today? We celebrate Easter for seven weeks, and then we celebrate Pentecost. This year, Pentecost Sunday will be May 31st. Wow, that felt like a lot of information and new words in different languages. Are you still with me? I hope so. I have one other thing I want to tell you about Pentecost, and it's about colors, so it'll be easy to understand. No new words. In the church, we use different colors to remind us about different church celebrations. The best place to see this is in our sanctuary on the communion table. The tablecloth changes colors during the year. There's actually a fancy name for that tablecloth, but I promise no more new words, so we're just going to say tablecloth. Most of the year, the tablecloth is green to remind us that we are always growing in God. Sometimes, like during Advent or Lent, the tablecloth is purple. On Christmas and during the seven weeks of Easter, the tablecloth is white. But one day a year, Pentecost, the tablecloth is red. Of course, right now you can't go into our sanctuary to see, but when you watch our services online, look at the tablecloth. It'll be white for the next several Sundays because we are celebrating Easter. But on May 31st, you will see a red tablecloth reminding us that it is Pentecost Sunday. I wonder why we use red to remind us of Pentecost. Okay, ready for something to do? Let's play Pentecost Count Your Blessings. Remember, Pentecost means 50, and we use the color red to remind us of Pentecost. So first, as a family, find 50 red things in your house. Now, you don't have to gather them all in one place because then you'd have to put all 50 of them back, and who wants to do that? Just walk around your house together and count all the red things as you see them until you get to 50. Then, see what other things you have 50 of in your house. Are there 50 pairs of shoes? 50 eating utensils? What about lights or electronic devices? Finally, make a list of 50 blessings God has given your family.
Now, if you have mostly older kids in your house, try this count 50 challenge. Make a list of 50 ways that God's Holy Spirit can help you grow more like Jesus or help you share God's love with others. Light a candle to remember the Pentecost fire and say a prayer of thanksgiving for all of God's blessings. That's our time for today, so let's say a prayer together before we end. Father, thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to help us and guide us and give us your power to tell people about Jesus. Teach us how to listen for the Spirit so that we will know what you want us to do. The world is kind of strange and different right now, so send your Spirit all over the world to help put things right again. And help us to remember that you love us every day, no matter what. And because you do, we have your power to go out in the world to love other people in your name. Amen.